Hey, good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we are learning Maseches Yuma, Daf, Nunches, and we're starting about a third of the way down on Nunches Aleph at the two dots. Um, the Gemara is now quoting from our Mishnah, and our Mishnah that we had previously learned had stated, Nosan es Hamali Berekan, that uh, after he did all of the Zrikos, uh, all of the Hazos, the ups and the downs, inside and outside, what he would do is he would stack the, uh, seemingly he would stack the two blood containers together. Remember, of course, that there were two blood containers, one for the par and one for the seir. After he did the zrikos, the Gemara, the Mishnah says that he poured one uh, collection of liquid into another and then put the two cans one into the other. So here the Gemara is going to start a little bit out of left field, but we'll come back with our Mishnah as an answer to a question or at least an attempted answer to a question. And here the Gemara says as follows, we're a third of the way down on Chesmet Aleph. Rami Barchama Rami Barchama asks Rav Chizda, let's say on a regular day in the Beis HaMikdash, Hineach Mizrak Besoch Mizrak V'kibel Boes Hadam Mahu. What would happen in a case scenario where the person who did the Kabbalah Saddam took two Kabbalah Saddam containers, stacked them inside one another, shechted the animal and collected the blood that way. Is that, asks the Gemara, is that considered a chatzitza? Do we say, Mahu, what is the din? Do we say min bimino chotzitz, that even though the two containers are identical, made of the same material, that the outer one is a chatzitza to the inner one, min bimino chotzitz, even two things of the same item can create a chatzitza between the hands of the Kohen Gadol and the kli with which he's collecting the blood from the shechita, or do we say, and this Gemara uh, asks a good question and tries to answer from our Mishnah. Omar Lei, Rechizda says back to Rami Barchama, Tani Tuha, we already learned this. What did we learn in our Mishnah? We said in our Mishnah that you take the full one and you put it inside the empty one. So what does that show you? That if you were to then do an avoda with one cup stacked inside the other, it's not considered a chatzitza, which is seemingly a great raya from our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, my lab, isn't it the case that our Mishnah means that hoshiv mizrak male l'soch mizrak reikon? Isn't pshat in our Mishnah that you take whatever uh, whatever mixture of blood is left because we mix the blood of the par and seir in, in kli number one. And then we took kli number one with all of its blood and inserted it into kli number two. So says the Gemara, no, that's not pshat in the Mishnah. Rather, says the Gemara, halfway down, it doesn't mean that you took the kli and inserted it into another kli. It means as follows. You took the container that had the blood of the par and you merged it into the other container. You consolidated the two bloods into one. So you now have one kli that's full with blood from a par and blood of a seer and the other kli is empty. And then what you do is you dump the whole entire full kli of blood into the other kli. That's what the Gemara says. We'll see why in a moment. Says the Gemara, that, that's not pshat in our Mishnah, because our, our, our Mishnah says, resha, ira dam hapar, dam The language of our Mishnah was not that way. The language of our Mishnah said that what we were in fact doing was pouring the blood of the par into the blood of the seir. It doesn't say you were pulling a full, pouring a full container into the, a now empty container. Says the Gemara, you're right. The Mishnah doesn't detail that, but it was in fact done. To make sure that all of the bloods are mixed up. Remember, we learned a couple of blood ago that the color of the blood of the seir was chiver. It was a little lighter colored. And the color of the blood of the par was sumak. It was a darker red. And we wanted to make sure that all of the bloods were very, uh, that it looked exactly the same. It had a consistency in its coloring. 
This is what people do when they don't have spoons. They take a cup and they pour cup to cup until uh, all of the all of the solutes are mixed into the solvent. So says the Gemara, you want to get a, uh, an answer to the question about chatzitza, you cannot learn it from our Mishnah, because our Mishnah wasn't really talking about one clean inside another. Our Mishnah was talking about something else. So the Gemara tries again. Says the Gemara, Toshma, two-thirds of the way down on Chesamet Aleph. Let's try again. Here's a unique case. Let's say that a Kohen was doing the avoda, but we know that his avoda is supposed to be barefoot in direct contact with the ground, with the floor of the base Amikdash. Here, he broke the rules. He did his avoda on top of a kli, or, oh, or if he was standing on top of the leg of one of his friends, then it's puzzle. So the leg of one of his friends, that's the same as his leg. That's min bimino. That's two things that are made of the same thing. And we see that the avoda is puzzle. So what does that show you? That shows you that to Rav Chizda's question, to, Rav Chizda, to Rami Barchama's question to Rav Chizda, was it Rami Barchama? Yeah. Rami Barchama had said, hey, what about min bimino? Is that a problem by chatzitza? So we're saying, yes, it's a problem. What's our proof? That if Kohen number one steps with his bare feet on the feet of Kohen number two, that the avoda is puzzle. Ah, min bimino is puzzle. It must be that it's usher to do the Kabbalah Saddam to answer Rami Barhama's question, it's usher to do the Kabbalah Saddam when one kli is inserted inside another, it's considered a chatzitza. Says the Gemara, no, no, that, that case, it's a problem, but you can't bring a raya from that case. Why not? Says the Gemara, shiny regal. Another person's leg is very different. Why? Because if you have one clean inside of another, have you ever done this before? You're drinking out of a cup and you realize that there's two cups. You didn't know there was two cups. They were just stuck together. One was buttle to the other one. But what are you going to do? Walk around with this guy and say, okay, ready for the avoda. Put your feet out so I can step on them again. The cases are not comparable. The cups fit into each other perfectly. And they're the same size. So it's obvious that those can be buttel one into the next. But you walking around on someone else's feet you know, you walk around with little kids when you put them on their on your feet, when you like hold their hands, they're very little. You want them to dance with you. They put their feet on your feet. Okay, but that's momentary. You don't walk around the base of Mikdash like that. So therefore the Gemara says, you cannot bring a Raya from here. And there's therefore no good answer to our question. However, says the Gemara, maybe that wasn't his question at all. Ika de Amre, 10 lines from the bottom, nun Ika de Amre, maybe hachi bai mine. Here was really the question that Rami Barchama was asking Rav Chizda. Is this considered an appropriate way to be Meshares, to do the Sherus, to do the Avoda, the service of HaKadosh Baruch in the base of Mikdash? Yes or no? So says the Gemara, Tashma, let's see. The Tana of the Be'er Bishma, the Pasuk reads, as kol klei hashares, hashares yisharesu bam v'kodesh. Let's look at the words. Klei, plural, hashares, of this service in the singular. So says the Gemara, uh, uh, what's the drasha? Shnei kelim, v'sheris achas. And that goes to show you that there, if in fact the second iteration of the question is correct, just whether or not it's appropriate, not a question of chatzitza. This question assumes that there's no problem, that there's no shail of chatzitza. Assuming there's no shail of chatzitza, is it appropriate out sheris? Are you doing the wrong thing? Says the Gemara, no problem at all. The Pasuk even indicates as much that you could stack the kelim together and do the Kabbalah Saddam, all is well. Next question, they're sitting in the base medrash, they're talking and learning. Third question, really the second question, but we don't know which of the first two questions he really asked. But here was the next question. You take a sieve and you put it inside of a kli. So what's a sieve? So take a look at Rashi. Rashi is halfway down in the Rashi's Dibraham Aschil sieve. So there's this particular material, it's a growth that grows around trees. It wraps itself around the tree, and it's soft, 
Visovig, Visovig es hadam, and it's absorbent. Okay, so now let's go back in the Gemara. Six lines from the bottom. What was his question? You took this absorbent material that came from a tree. You put it inside of a container and did Kabbalah Saddam with it. So what's our question? Do we say, right? Now we're not talking about two kalim, one that fits inside the other. Now we're talking about a kli. And inside there's another material, a sieve that grows around the, the dekel tree. Is that acceptable to use? Is that considered a chatzitza as it relates to the blood being in direct contact with the clean? So says the Gemara, do we say min that because this is not the same material, therefore it's problematic? Oh, do we say eno Says the Gemara, continuing its question, do we say that because it's absorbent, because it's absorbent, therefore it's not apapi that it's min mino. It's not the same material, but because it's a sponge, it's absorbent. So it's kibolo kachpolto. Whatever absorbs can also come out. So if blood goes in, blood will come out the other side. Kevin the mechalchel low. Since this see this material is absorbent, therefore it's not a chatzitza, even though it's min bisheino mino odil maloshna. Or maybe we would say we don't care if it's absorbent. This material doesn't belong here, and it's a chatzitza. So Amar Le says the Gemara Tanina. We, we already learned this before. Zolev veholech ad shemagia lesfog. That in regards to another case in halacha, where one is um, where one is uh, is get collecting water, pouring water for the mechatas for the uh, para aduma. So the halacha is you can pour even if there's a sponge in there, no problem. Aye, but it has to be in a cliche race, and there's a sponge in there. We don't care. Says the Gemara. That's not a good answer. Shiny maya de klishi. Water is not the same as blood. The viscosity is different. Water is super thin. Blood is very thick. Blood congeals very quickly. Water never congeals, ever. It might evaporate. But in the short period of time that we're talking about, blood and water are not the same. And therefore, you can't learn from here. Some say, no. Here's how we answered this question. No. When the svog, when the sieve, this min bishain omino, this external thing is put inside the kli, that's bedam, that's kosher. With blood, that's fine because blood is absorbent. However, when what you are putting inside the kli is flour, even though under certain circumstances in halacha, flour is treated like a liquid under certain circumstances because it's so fine, here is not one of those cases, become its puzzle. Here we would treat it as a, as a chatzitza. That brings us to a new Mishnah, a perfectly rectangular Gemara on the top of Nunchesim Bays with no Tosvus. And we're going to go exactly to the last word on the, play, on the page of Mir Hashem. Let's get started. The Pasuk reads, So what happened? So a little bit of a drawing. We've got here our, uh, our uh, uh, Beis HaMikdash. Can everybody see? Right. Got our base of Mikdash. Here's the Aron. Here's the Mizbech. This is the Heichal. This is the Ulam. Out there is the, is the Mizbech HaGadol. So here's what we did. Ben Habadim, he did the Ktores. Then he came in and he did the Zriko Saddam. Then he went out and did the Zriko Saddam here. We're going to learn our Drasha today about that. And then what did he do? Then he went to the Mizbech and put blood on the Mizbech. So that's what this Mishnah is talking about. 
the details therein, and we will uh, pull up this little drawing again in a little bit. So the Mishnah writes, after the Zerikos that were done outside the Parochas, but in the Heichal, and what did he do? So he, after the, the, the Zerikos that were against the Parochas or near the Parochas, remember the story about Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Lazar in Rome, so says the Gemara, he would go to the Mizbech Azov. And what he would do, he would begin to smear the blood. Why is he smearing the blood? We've been doing Zerikos up until now because the Pazak doesn't say that he's up. It just says that you should put blood there. So that's what he does. He smears the blood. From which corner does he start? Let's take a look back in here. It says, from which corner does he start? So this is north, right? And this is east. So he's walking from the parochas. This is where he did the Zriko Saddam yesterday toward the parochas. And then he walks, really, it's a machlokas, which way he walks. We're going to discuss that a little bit later. But he walks around to the northeast corner. He passes up the first corner, which should be usher because ein ma'avir ala mitzvos. We'll discuss that shortly as well. But here, that's what the Mishnah writes in the name of the Tanakama, and we'll see a dissenting opinion in the in the, in the Gemara. But in our Mishnah, that's where he does the first smearing of the blood. So mikaren mizrachis tzvonis. He walks around to the far side of the mizbeach hazav to the northern corner, northeast corner, and he, he puts blood there. And then he goes around tzvonis ma'aravis. Then he goes around. Um, uh, he goes counterclockwise, right? Because when you're looking, when you're, let's say that this is the Mizbech. So he walked around to right here. This is going to be the northeast corner. He does the smearing on the corner here. And then he goes to the next corner around. When you're looking, it's moving to the right. This is the appropriate direction. A kolponashata, what is it? Uh, whatever the language is. Kolponashata, pona, it's in Yamin, something like that. You always turn right. So this makes sense. And after Tzavonis Mizrachis, you go Ma'aravis Dromis and Dromis Mizrachis. And just as an aside, Makom Shuhu Maschil Bechatasal Mizbech Achitzon, the place with which one would have started on the outer Mizbech with Achatos, which is the southeast corner, Misham Haya Gomer, Gomer Mizbech Apnimi. That would have been the last corner that he would have smeared on inside the Mizbech. And Rabbi Eliezer Omer, you don't walk around. He would stand at the, at the northeast corner. So he'd walk from here. He'd walk around. He'd stand here. Anyone remember the dimension? This is tiny. This Mizbech is like an ama by an ama. It's very small. And he doesn't have to even move. He reaches across corner to corner. What? There was no ramp. There was no ramp here. For sure not. This was low to the ground. He would stand on the ground and he would just take all the chronos and he wouldn't even move. So one sheet of the Tanakama says that he would smear on the northeast corner and then wrap around to the northwest corner. And then he'd go down to the southwest and all four corners. But according to the other shita, Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer says, just stand here and be machate on all of the corners and everything is going to be fine. That's what he says you should do. On all of the four corners, Rabbi Eliezer continues, the smearing was done down to up, except for this first corner where he's, st where he's standing fixed on the northeast corner, where that was done um, uh, from top to bottom. Good. That's part one of our Mishnah. Part two of our Mishnah. After that, after all the smearing, another set of hazos. He's a al taharo shel nizbeach sheva peamim. He what he would then do is he would uh, sprinkle blood on the taharo shel mizbeach. That's the top of the mizbeach. He would sprinkle blood on there seven times, and then now what do we what do, we do with, what do we do with all the blood that's left? It says the Gemara, Then he'd walk out of the Heichal entirely, out of the Ulam, 
And right there on that Western wall, because this is West, right? So when he walks out, he'll, he'll greet the Western wall of the, of the Mizbech that's right here. And that is where he would put down, the, they would pour the blood onto the Yisod of the Mizbech. There, Yisod Marabi Shal Mizbech And then as an aside, seven lines down, Nun Chesim Adbez, Vishal Mizbech when there was extra blood by the Mizbech HaChitzon, Hayashofech HaYisod Dromi. That was then put on the Southern wall when there was extra blood. Uh, and that is, there was only a Yisod on those two sides. There was a Yisod on the West side and the Southern sides, but not on the other two sides. So that's where the blood would be would be placed. And where did the blood go once it went into these holes by the Yisod? Eluv Elum Arvin Ba'ama, all of them would then be blended into the into the water system. The yotz in Lenachal Kidron, the system would kick out all of the blood by Nachal Kidron, Benimkar and Laganonim. They would sell it to gardeners, Lazabel, in order to fertilize their ground, Umoal and Behen. And halachically speaking, if it wasn't purchased properly, one could violate Mi'ilah. Fine. The Gemara opens, Tanu Rabbonon, I don't understand. V'yotza el amizbech. What do you mean v'yotza el amizbech? V'yotza, exit. He didn't exit anywhere. He was standing right here when, the, when this uh, new Pasuk kicked in. He had just done the Zrikos near the Parochas. What does it mean v'yotza? He didn't go out anywhere. He stayed in the same exact room. He walked a couple of feet over to the Mizbech and started smearing blood on it. What's v'yotza? So says the Gemara, Matamud Lomar. We needed to make sure that we didn't confuse our case of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur and another case that has a similar set of rules. What is the other set of, what is the other case? I'm spitting all over my Gemara. Says the Gemara, There's a special par that's brought when a Kohen Gadol would do an Avera that had an Isra Karis attached to it. He'd have to bring a special par. The Kohen would stand on the far side of the Mizbeach, on the east side of the Mizbeach, and his, his sprinkling on the Parochas was from afar. It was from the eastern side of the Mizbeach, as of toward the Parochas. That's what he would do. Yachol, af Maybe we should say that that's exactly what the Kohen Gadol should do on Yom Kippur. That when he's doing the sprinkling by the Parochas, it's also on the eastern side. Says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, therefore, we have to make sure we know exactly where we're going. Where was the Kohen Gadol by Yom Kippur doing the Zrikos? The Gemara says, from the inside of the Mizbech, namely in between the Mizbech and the Parochas, which is where this gorgeous stick figure picture is drawn. That's Bryson number one. Tanyidach, one third of the way down. Says the Gemara, Tanyidach, Lifnei Hashem, Matamud Omar, by this unique korban, which is referred to as Parhaba al Kol HaMitzvos, when a Kohen Gadol does an Isra that brings with it an Isra Karis, he has to bring a special korban. It says, Lifnei Hashem, Amar Reb Nechemya, I'm sorry, Matamud Omar, why does the Pasuk say Lifnei Hashem by that korban? Amar Reb Nechemya, Lufisha Matsinu, Bipar Bisar Shayom because we know that by our sugya, by Maseches Yuma, in regards to the Par and the Seer of Yom Kippur, Shekohen Omed Lifnei Minamizbeach, that we know that the coin stands here, and that's where he does the sprinkling from, from in between the parochas and the mizbeach. So, we might have thought that this is where that this is where the Kohen would stand when he's bringing this special korban called the Parabal Kolam. The Kohen does not stand before Hashem. So therefore, where does he stand? He stands over here. So two different brises inverted in their structure. And we learn from one another to make sure we don't make the mistake of saying that Oh yeah, no, really, when he does the par it's the same as that korban of the parabah el kola mitzvos. And that brings us to the two dots 
right here, um, almost halfway down on Nunches Amud Beis. Good. Says the Gemara, Hischel Machtav Yoreid. What he's going to do is smear the blood downward. Tanu Rabbanon. Hischel Machtav Yoreid. Mehechan Hayamaskel. Where would he start? So, as we saw in our Mishnah, there's a discussion here. Mikaren Mizrachis Deromis. He would start from, this is a different shita. He would start, Mikaren Mizrachis Deromis from the southeast corner. This is the opposite. So, let's just bring this right back in here. From the southeast corner, he'd start from right here. And then says the Gemara, he'd start from there and then wrap around Dromis Ma'aravis. Now he's going clockwise. Now he went to the left. That's the wrong way. We're going to ask Akash on that in a minute. It's not going to the right like we would have thought. It's going to the left. So this sheet is difficult to understand. And then uh, So Rabbi Akiva seemingly was going the wrong way. He said, start here in the southeast and then wrap around to the left. Why would he say the left? He should be going to the right. That's the sheet number one. Rabbi Yossi Aglili Omer, no, Mikaren Mizrachis Tzvonis, like we saw. So obviously he's the author of our Mishnah. You start in the northeast corner, which is over here, and you rotate to the right. And then after Mizrachis Tzvonis, you go to Tzvonis Ma'aravis. You go, uh, yeah, you go to your right. And um, and then Ma'aravis Dromis and Dromis Mizrachis. So Mishum Makom Shrabi Yossi Aglili Maschil, Shamhai Rebbe Kiva Posek. And Makom Shrebiosi Rabbi Akiva Masnil Sham Rabbi Rabbiosi Aglili Posek. So one started here and ended where his friend started, and one started here and ended where his friend started. Just a, a little quip of the Mishnah to try of the Gemara to help us remember who says what. The Kuli Alma, however, where are both of their starting points? Both of their starting points are on the far side. One of them is X marks the spot, and the other is O. But what did they both have to pass? So Rabbi Akiva says you should go this way. This is going to be Rabbi Akiva. And this is the other Shita. Who is the other Shita? I already forgot. Rabbi Yossi. So here's the thing. We have a din called Ein Ma'avir and Ala Mitzvos. So if what you have is that you're walking from here and you have a tzivui in the Torah to do Zrika Saddam or to do the Machta to smear the blood, you just passed up whoever you are, Rabbi Yossi or Rabbi Akiva. You passed up these first. Why did you pass up these first corners? Ain Mavirinala Mitzvos. You're not allowed to just skip the opportunity. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, Miha, Karen According to both of them, they agreed that the first corner that they passed, they didn't smear. Rabbi Akiva's walking to the south. Why did he skip over the southwest corner? Rabbi Yossi's walking to the north. Why did he skip the northwest corner? Nothing's happening on this western wall. Why? Why? What about Ein Mavir and Alamitzvos? So says the Gemara, my time, huh? answers Shmuel, Amar Shmuel, because we have a Pasuk in Chumash. To Amar Kra, Yatza El When it gets to the smearing, you first have to fully pass the Mizbeach. You got to cross this dotted line. You got to pass this dotted line in order to begin to trigger the mitzvah of the smearing of the blood. So they had to walk all the way past the line. And because this, now this is based on another shita. According to Rabbi Yossi it was open over here. So he said, the coin came out over here and just walked this way. And according to Rabbi Akiva, nope, the opening was at the bottom, at the southern side. So he says, you walk this way. So this is connected to a previous machlokas that we saw. Nevertheless, Shmuel over here gives us the explanation that they, the mitzvah hadn't been triggered yet. It's not ein mavir and ala mitzvos. The mitzvah only is triggered. It only kicks in after you pass this north-south line at the eastern side of the Mizbech HaZahab. 
until you pass the entire length, uh, the until you pass the eastern wall of the mizbeach, there is no no uh, there is no mitzvah of the smearing of the blood. So says the Gemara, why, remember we said Rabbi Akiva is going the wrong way. Why is Rabbi Akiva going the wrong way? So it says the Gemara, oh, maybe they're arguing about the sheet of Rami Bar Yecheskel. What's the sheet of Rami Bar Yecheskel? Says the Gemara, Rami Bar Yecheskel, that in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, Yam Shlomo, there was a particular uh, pool or a water basin that was in the Beis HaMikdash um, that Shlomo built, and it was built on 12 statues of cows or bulls. Shlosha Ponim, Sfona, three were facing up north. Shlosha ponim yama, three were facing, uh, what is that, west? Shlosha ponim negba, three were south. Shlosha ponim izracha, baisa. Fine, their backsides were all facing each other, and uh, the water was on top. Halamadata, what do we see from here? Which direction did this Mishnah listings? North, followed by west followed by south, followed by east, which is counterclockwise, which is going right around the Mizbeach. So if that's true, then it must be that Mar Isle de Rami Bar Yecheskel, the Rabbi Aglidi holds that you have to go to the right. That's why when he starts at the northeast corner, he rotates around counterclockwise to the right. Masha'in Kain, eight lines from the bottom, Umar and Rabbi Akiva, Lesle de Rami Bar Yecheskel. He says, no, I don't hold of him, so I'm, I say you can go the other direction. So Zagdan Gemara, no, lo, that's not right. Everyone agrees that you're supposed to go that way. Here we have a different machlokas between the two of them. What's a machlokas? Mar savar yalfinan panim mi michutz. One shita says that we are allowed to learn uh, something about the inside of the of the heichal from outside the heichal, right? We're allowed to learn something from another mar makom, which is where. Uh, Shlomo's water basin was, which is outside. So can we learn from outside of the Kodesh, of the Heichal, into the Heichal? Fine. Maybe all of that's true, but the Gemara is still bothered. But I'll give it to you. Maybe you hold that you can't learn from outside the Mikdash to inside the Mikdash, from outside the Heichal, maybe. But still, you could have chosen what direction you went in. Even if you, fine, even if you don't hold that you can learn from the, from outside the Heichal to inside, but why did you go left? You should have gone right. Even if the rule is zero in this room, you still should have gone right. Forget about all the other machlokas. What is it? Why did you choose this? So Amar Lach Rabbi Akiva, here is Rabbi's answer. Medina, really what should have happened was that Behahu Karen Depaga Beresha, Behahu Avi Beresha. Really what should have been. Rabbi Akiva's walking out of the southern side. He first encounters the southwest corner of the Mizbech. Really, Medina, Be'ahu, Karen, the Pagav Really, this should have been the first corner. Nebuch, I can't because I didn't pass the threshold of the eastern wall. So I'll go to the threshold of the eastern wall and my first smearing will be on the southeast wall. Be'ahu, Avid, Beresha. So I'm going to do the one I need to. And then, but, but after that, I'm going right back to the southwest because I, it was Ein Ma'avirin. I didn't have a choice. I had to do this because Hashem said so, so I passed over the southwest corner. I did the southeast corner, but really I need to go back to the corner that should have had it first. So therefore I went to the left and then I just continued in that way. Why is it that it was, why, why is it that we didn't do it this way? Because I couldn't do the, south, the southwest corner, says Rabbi Akiva, because the Pasuk and Chumash says I'm not allowed to. And once he already gave on the southeast Karen, and then he moved to the southwest Karen. 
once I once I started here and I was and I had to didn't have a choice, then I had to just flip back to the corner that I went to. And now this is why I'm going clockwise. I'm going to the left. But it's a it's a it's a broken rule. But we have conflicting rules. Do we say that going to the right is better, or do we say that ain't my vir and al is better? So we keep it torn. And he says it has to be that okay, ain't my vir conceptually was triggered, not halachically conceptually. It would have been triggered, but the Pusik says otherwise. But now that I did this, Ain Mavir and Alamitzos, let me go back to the one that I already passed through. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up in session tomorrow night with Masech Yuma Dafnun Tess. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Uh,